Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. And joining you here tonight is Ian. And Bonnie. Mark. I don't know, Mark, have you been at all paying attention to anything coming out of uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival this week? Other than white dying, um, Mm. I'd say that's the big news right now. Uh, I did see that RFK gave his speech, RFK Jr., Yep, uh, you. Uh, it is definitely worth talking about White Marriott, who was a longtime supporter of Free Talk Live. Uh, he, I believe, moved to New Hampshire because he heard us on the radio, if I recall correctly. I believe that is his story, his sort of New Hampshire origin story. Um, longtime activist here, very talented balloon character guy that was uh, what yep. he did as a profession he would you know twist up cool balloon characters at parties and i think there was a restaurant a local restaurant here in new hampshire that was sort of known for having him there regularly uh to just yeah people would uh you know he'd, he'd make balloon characters and people would buy him breakfast so you know why not keep going back he was yeah. very talented it i mean i saw not that i'm uh, you know a balloon animal aficionado or anything but he would on his twitter um what what was it balloon guy twisted latex twisted latex latex. he'd put his uh balloon creations up and say i i made a new one Mm -hmm. and it always gave me the impression that he kind of invented this one himself yeah i don't know whether this is true or not but um you know i'd be like i'd look at these things i'm like how the heck do you make that yeah i just i just looked uh like twisted latex comma free talk live and he says or he did say to me once on Twitter that he heard about the Free State Project in 2006 and came soon after wow. from Free Talk from Live. Free Talk Live. So, yeah. uh, one time he made a, a octopus hat for my son Jack when he was quite young, nice. and Jack just thought it was wonderful, you know, to have yeah. a little octopus balloon hat. <laughs> he really brought a lot of joy to a lot of people's lives, not just children. There were a lot of adults who really appreciated his work as well. Just uh, an outstanding talented individual who sadly passed away uh this week he was a what they call a seasonal renter at rogers campground the very beautiful location where the porcupine freedom festival is happening as we speak uh seasonals are it's a campground it's in new hampshire so it's not allowed to actually be open during the winter time so it's only uh open during the the warmer months and so the seasonals are the people that have like a trailer or something there or a permanent RV or something kind of or semi-permanent parked there uh, for a few months out of the year, basically. And so he was yeah. one of the one of the lucky few to spend a portion of his year in the beauty of Rogers Campground. And Bonnie, uh, we just got back from there yesterday. That's when we found out the bad news uh, that was making its way through the campground. He had apparently had some issue with blood clots. By the way, he was not vaccinated. That wasn't the cause of his blood clots. Apparently, he had been having blood blood clotting issues since prior to COVID. Yeah, and he had been saying on Twitter, like, the anticoagulant medicine has gone up four times in a month or and things like that. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, is it because of the vaccines being dangerous and causing, like, way more people than normal to have to need these medications? Right. So apparently, some blood clot issues put him into the hospital and unfortunately, that is where he uh, passed away. So we wish uh, his family and his friends the best. I know they're going to have, they already had one kind of uh, memorial event at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. I believe there's another one scheduled for tonight. And uh, they're going to have another one two weeks later in Manchester at the Quill, which is a free stater kind of gathering space for anybody that's not at, at Pork Fest this week. 
So best uh, wishes to him. Great, uh, or I mean, best wishes. I don't know if that's the right thing to say. Rest in peace, White. We'll miss you. Well, best wishes to his friends his that were there. I know that uh, Bumps was uh, right there when it happened mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, doing as she always does, making sure that everybody around is cared for as best she can. Do you guys have any opinions about the whole woke thing? I think it's a lot like what we used to call politically incorrect. Um, politically correct. Correct. Right. right. Uh, pardon me. I, I don't remember. Like, I don't know whether people call themselves woke or not. Somebody did at mm-hmm. some point, And I don't know what they thought when they thought it. But there's certainly um, the things that are talked about when somebody is called woke, like the expectations of what they're going to think. Those things exist. Right. So if you come up with a shorthand to label a type of thinking or a belief system or political action or whatever, it's unsurprising, right? Like that's what we have to have to have one syllable to describe a hundred syllables only makes sense. And obviously there's some people who are going to be, you know, caught in the, uh, the wash. They maybe maybe they think half of these things, but not all of these things. And, you know, this, that, and the other. So, um, you know, this is just the culture war that's been going on for a long time. The expectation that people are going to change their opinions quickly is ridiculous. I mean, that's not how that happens. People have people evolve at different paces. Right. I mean, there was a time when I here on the air protested uh, trans women being put in the shrine of female listeners. There was a time on the air here at Free Talk Live that we had a shrine of female that's listeners. That's right. Yeah, that's true. Right. <laughs> and I mean, to show you that uh, a show that's been on the air more than 20 years goes through some evolution. Then now I um, we have a junior partner who is a trans woman. And so, you know, like to me, that doesn't isn't that big of a deal. At this point, though, I will not use they them pronouns and I don't care I don't what think I ever will. Say. Somebody, right. I mean, you know, that just shows we've gone too far, but you know, the, how do you got to test boundaries to see what happens? I can make arguments in both directions here. And, um, you know, I mean, people who believe a thing aren't stupid. They aren't evil. They're just evolving and they, they're evolving at a different rate than you are. And the best way, the best way to get your point across is to continue hold them in the light with the love that you've got and let them come to the conclusions they come to over time. I think it's useful that the word exists because whenever I see somebody say like, oh, this is woke about like just a black person existing, I'm just like, cool, I can avoid that person and they suck. It doesn't make any sense. They're, they're just, they think that they have this word now kind of like the word racism was used by the left. And it's also the same thing with groomers. And I said that on the show a long time ago. But woke is just, we'll call you this. And then it's, you're marred. You're, you know, it's, it means that you're just bad. Like the fact that the new Little Mermaid movie came out and it wasn't pushing any crazy left-wing ideas. It wasn't annoying in any way. It was extremely good. It was better than the original. And I love the original. And the fact that the mermaid was cast as a black girl and then that movie gets like canceled and called woke that just reveals to me what the type of people who want to use that word and as a bad word actually are thinking so whatever just keep using it so i can avoid your businesses and such yeah i personally preferred politically correct i thought that was you know a better description of what it was that we were talking about but like uh, even then like would 
would you say that movie was politically correct? Oh, oh, oh yeah. God, that movie's so politically correct. It didn't have any stupid political implications. The girl was no, just it, black. It, yeah, it didn't have, I would say, political implications. They did have, you know, what seemed like a bit of forced diversity in that particular film. The uh, King Triton has all these daughters who they all are have different moms. Of all different. Like, that doesn't uh, happen races. in real life? <laughs> well, but. I mean, that's the obvious explanation is that he makes his way around the whole sea and They're has had from, sex with a bunch well, of mermaids of different race or whatever. It's but, what's literally said. He said, my daughter is from the seven seas. So why wouldn't they all look yeah. different? Every woman looks different in the different I think seven an seas that he it. had a baby with. Although at one time, uh, don't they say that they all have the same mom or something like that? So that's kind of weird. But They it, don't say that exactly. No? Well, it, I, I think they did kind of explain it away and it's not something that they really harp on or anything i don't remember whether we use the term politically to correct to describe it but i do remember an instance where rush limbaugh was employed by monday night football at one point mm-hmm. to sort of bring people in and ladies and gentlemen please forgive me if i get something wrong here i am not an expert in football um <laughs> But I believe I, I believe the man's name was Warren Moon, and Rush Limbaugh said something to the effect of, "Does this quarterback get all the attention he gets because he's a great the, one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever live, or because he's black?" And at the time, there had only been mostly white quarterbacks, and mm-hmm. I don't could not tell you for the life of me whether Warren Moon was a particularly spect- the fact that I can remember the guy's name um, would would indicate that he is something special. Any updates from Mexico City there? I know you said there's been some volcanic activity, wow. and it's been a little bit tough uh, to breathe. Yeah, the air quality is giving me a headache. I've Whoa. had a headache off and on for the last week. And as much as I love this city, and I really think it's a great city, um, I'm going to have to keep an eye on the air quality when I return the next Mm. time. Wow. Uh, It's a really great city. So how long is this expected to go on for, this volcanic action? Well, it's been going on longer than you've been alive. Really? So the city is, is it always this bad or is it, you know, so does the volcano, it gets worse sometimes and then sometimes not so bad? That's how volcanoes work, yes. Where exactly okay. is the volcano? It's about 40 miles to the southeast. Hmm. Okay. Does it matter then how the wind's blowing as well? It's closer city? to the city of Puebla, mm-hmm. if you happen to know where that is. Nope. No <laughs> yes, idea. it does matter where the uh, wind's blowing, absolutely. Okay. All these things matter. Plus, the fact that you know this is a city. Uh, this is the largest city in the Western Hemisphere, arguably. Mm-hmm. And it's got cars in it. And cars produce exhaust, especially here in Mexico. There's not as many regulations surrounding car exhaust. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, yeah, they got smog sometimes. All right. Uh, anything else? Uh, you know, any, any stories you want to share from your last few days? I've just thought it was great, and it's uh, don't don't imagine for a second it's all Mexican food here. They've got all uh, foods from all over the place. One of the best Italian restaurants I've ever been to is here. No kidding. Nice. Wait, is it run by Mexicans or actual Italians? Nope, everything's run by Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's, you know, there's there's got to be other folks running around here. You know, you can't guess the ethnicity of everybody. There's got to be some Asians it, running the Asian places, right? We just went to the ramen place. Nope. No. Just went to the ramen place. I think it was last wow. night or the night before. And you walked in and they greeted you in the hot hit, you know, like this did so this sort of Asian thing where they, you know, whenever somebody walked in the door, they made noises. And 
uh, it was all by the all looks Mexicans. of it all Mexican guys <laughs> yeah, uh, serving you ramen. It was specifically a ramen restaurant where you had to order on a big touch screen. Wow, uh, I bet it's delicious. And, it was it was delicious. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> it was really, really good. Well, we found yeah. an actual Mexican restaurant in Epping, New Hampshire, that is uh, just a, t- you know, there's like two of them that exist in New Hampshire, and apparently it was started by real Mexican guys from uh, northern Mexico, and they actually had tacos al pastor, so I got a little mm-hmm. little taste of, uh, of real tacos from down in Mexico. And when we were at that so, restaurant, I saw, I'm going to probably say it wrong, everybody seems to correct me, but Berria... On the menu, and I was like, "Oh, Ian, do you know what that is? Have you had that?" Because I know I'd never heard of it. I've eaten it in San Antonio, and I like it. And um, then it's some then, kind of pork, we, right? It's it's like shaved pork mm-hmm. or pulled pork, and then you dip it in the sauce. You dip your whole taco it's in, in the, the taco, sauce. Yeah. And uh, anyways, um, but we hadn't ordered that. We already ordered something else. So I was like, "Oh, if I knew that was there, I might have gotten that." And then we went to the taco truck. From these guys from Michigan. It wasn't even a truck. It was it's a taco tent. Oh well, yeah, the taco at tent. Porkfest. These guys from Michigan at Porkfest, and they had burrito there, and we tried it, and it was so good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, one of them was a longtime Free Talk Live listener too, which was yeah. really cool. We've met a, a few, actually, several people who you know, you know how every year, Mark, at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, there's always a bunch of newbies. There's always a ton of people who've never yeah. been to this event, even though it's been going on for 20 years. Uh, there's just some people out there. That, it's their first time making it, and uh, we ran into multiple people who said, you know, thanks to Free Talk Live, uh, you know, I found you guys on the radio or some other manner, and uh, and now they're they're visiting New Hampshire. So of course, some of them have made the move here as well, so it's always if, nice to, to see that. If you're wondering why it's even noteworthy to mention the Mexican food we ate in the last couple of days on the radio, on national radio, it's because we live in New Hampshire, and we don't always have... <laughs> access to amazing mexican food and we're jealous of mark and we don't have big cities with uh, (laughs) big food options in a lot of cases so we were talking about robert kennedy jr rfk jr his speech at the porcupine freedom festival today which you had to uh, disarm in order to get into now they did have the speech available on uh there's a radio broadcast going on at the campground so people who still wanted to hear this guy uh, again, I don't know why you would want to listen to a politician who is inevitably going to lie to you because, well, that's what politicians tend to do. Uh, but there was, you know, there was a way to actually consume the speech without actually having to go there and, and disarm. So I guess good for them for that. But uh, when he got up on stage, he's got a bunch of security. There's uh, there's like these huge, large gates, the metal uh, barriers that were blocking between him and the crowd. And Carlin Borshenko, at Dr. Carlin B. on Twitter, wrote a few things about it. She said that Robert Kennedy Jr. declined to support Defend the Guard, saying he needs to think about it. Defend the Guard, of course, for those that don't know, uh, is a movement. It's a national uh, movement. It's I think it's stronger in some states than, than others. But the idea is to have legislation pass a state legislature and get signed into law in a, in certain states, I mean as many as possible, that would make it so that the National Guard or the State Guard or whatever could not be uh, deployed in foreign conflicts without the express approval of the state government. No, I thought it was without the, um, sorry, Congress, like U.S. Congress oh, declaring was it Congress? war. Oh, Congress? Thank yeah. you for that, Bonnie. Yeah, so Congress would have to declare war, which of which course they haven't, they haven't done, done since done. like the 70s or something? Uh, no, World War II. 60s? Oh. World War II. I thought it was a so yeah, almost not quite a hundred years, but you know, eighty years 
since they have uh, declared war. So the odds are they're not going to declare war, and that would keep the National Guard people at home. And so it's a, it's a pretty obvious, like, good bill for anybody that purports to be anti-war. an anti-war individual, which is, of course, what people are saying about Robert Kennedy Jr. But yet, he did not openly support the bill, saying he had to think about it. Now, I mean, it's not an unfair thing to say... I don't know, right? Like, I'd rather have somebody say, I'm not sure, I'll get back to you, than to just come right out, you know, against something. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, I mean, it's also a cop-out answer in a lot of cases as well. Like, why haven't you figured out your stance on things before you start running for president? Defend the Guard is pretty big. Yeah, well, obviously you don't have to know the answer to every question you're going to be asked. But presuming that the person who's explaining it to you is explaining it accurately, why do you have to think about it so hard? I mean, if you really are an anti-war person, why can't you say something like... I mean, And this is what I think an, an intellectually honest person would do, is who is truly anti-war, is they would say... Well, if it's how you explained it to me, I would support that. Sounds good. Something right? like that. Like, you know, presuming, hey, I haven't read the bill, right? Because that's usually the cop-out. If you ask a politician a question about a specific issue, they'll say, well, I, I don't know. I haven't read the bill, so I can't make a decision about it. Or I don't know if how, how it is or what it says. or And they just kind of, even though you just told them what it says, even though you are personally familiar with the issue, that's why you're asking them about it. Well, to be fair, you could be like lying or trying to shape things to look more like how you want it to look, and then they say, oh, I'd support that, and then all of a sudden people are like, RFK Jr. comes out again, or in favor of racist Bill, or, you know, something was in it he didn't know. You could still just simply say, if it is as you've described, I haven't read the bill, but if it's as you've described, it sounds like something I would support. That would be something right. that I think would be an easy thing to do because, like, why would you be – why do you have to think about the idea of, hmm, should we deploy the National Guard at the whims of Congress any old time that we want it – or the whims of the president any old time? Well, I was going to say because that's exactly what the National Guard's for is to be deployed at the whims of Congress. Not and, internationally. Well, <laughs> I think that – you know what? If Congress goes ahead and does uh, – and and – actually declares war, which it hasn't done since, Mm -hmm. I think, 1942, um, then at that point, I think the National Guard, you know, maybe we're talking about deploying the National Guard or something like that. The Army Reserve. This bill would allow that to happen if they actually declared war. It just simply says if there's no declaration of war, these guys got to stay home. And it's not to say that they can't be deployed to go throw sandbags at a hurricane in Florida. I believe that that is still something they could do under Defend the Guard. They just simply wouldn't be allowed to be sent to uh, overseas without a declaration of war. This is not a crazy bill. Iraq. Right. um, And at at one point in Iraq, and it wasn't even one moment in Iraq. It was for a very long time in Iraq. uh, There were more... Uh, reserves and national guard than there were regular army Correct. on the ground doing right. things. And these they are were people bringing who were told in, it's a part-time job. And then all of a sudden they're over there full-time in, uh, in Iraq, in the dirt. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. So that's what this is. That's what inspired this legislation. Right. And then here it we are. It sounds like pretty later. good legislation. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, when we were trying to get many States uh, after the 
uh, the ruling by the Supreme Court. Uh, what was the Pfizer situation we were just talking about it on Kilo? Uh, New London. Yeah, Kilo versus New London. Um, they passed bills saying that the that eminent domain could only be used under certain circumstances mm-hmm. and restricted dramatically the use of eminent domain. And that seems like a good idea to me. Like, you know, as a person standing on a stage, look, I don't know everything about it. Um, I'm generally against eminent domain and I think it should be restricted. You know, like you can say something like that. Look, I don't know everything about the National Guard's uh, deployment and how it could be, uh, how this could be subverted. But I'm generally against the idea of regular working Americans being deployed as, um, you know, a, a, as a standing army into Iraq. Bonnie, you said you wanted to comment on the Rush Limbaugh story that Mark told earlier regarding uh, when Rush, once upon a time, this must have been the late 90s or early aughts, when uh, Rush Limbaugh was a commenter on a ABC football show. Yeah, apparently he got uh, reprimanded for saying, is this man, Warren Moon, actually popular for being a good footballer or is he popular for being black? It just occurred to me, like I'm sitting here thinking about it, that's the epitome of woke, what Rush Limbaugh did. Because what's woke supposed to mean? It's supposed to mean, I'm awake. I see what's really going on here. You can't fool me. I'm not asleep like these sheeple. And that, that's like, one definition no, of woke. No, that's, that's what it's always been. Like when the black people were using that uh, usage, like back in the Black Panthers days, they were saying, I'm awake to what's going on. Like, this is going on, you know, whatever they believed was going on. Mm-hmm. I'm awake to it. That's what woke meant. Like, don't be asleep. Don't be But that's not what sheeple. it means these days. Well, yes, it is. Because when people are saying it about, like, somebody being trans, they're saying, like, a trans person can just say, like, you know, I think we should move on. I think we should, uh, you know, I see what's going on. Like, we're being held down and I think we should wake up and everybody be equal. And then. They'll get called woke for that. That's that's what it always means in every situation. It's just that it has went from people saying like, yes, I am woke to, oh, you're woke. Like now it's become bad. Anyways, Mm -hmm. I think that what Rush Limbaugh did is the epitome of what woke is. It's like, I see what's really going on here. There is no way he's just popular for being a good footballer. I you want me to like him just because he's black. Well, I don't know. He asked a question. Well, Which isn't the same with an thing implication, as- it's not like everybody lives in a vacuum. And he was just like, oh, I have a question. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the situation with Rush Limbaugh. I don't know. Was it Warren Moon? Did you say his name was? That's what you said. But I, I didn't. Okay. I don't know anything about the situation until you said it. Um, well, uh, you know, I, I know that Rush knew a heck of a lot more about football than I do. And he was in a room with guys who were paid to know things about football and they sort of nodded in agreement with him um, if you got to ever got to see the video of what happened. Uh, all I all you know, it, it looked very much like Rush stepped on the third rail of American television. The reason I bring it up is just because I want to say sounds like that Rush Limbaugh fellow is a woke loser. Hmm. May his soul well, rest in peace dead (laughs) yeah i don't know if i agree with you on this bonnie i feel like the term woke these days is thrown around not to describe someone who's awake or aware of something going really going on but it's just thrown around by conservatives to describe people who they consider to be politically correct because it went from pandering to uh certain political groups basically yes but that's what it started off as 
and then the it people started off as what you described earlier as people yes, who are aware of that's why oppression i'm just explaining things. to you why it evolved into what it means i'm not saying that it the word hasn't changed meanings to me, me okay. and insult i'm saying that that's why because well, otherwise it makes no sense like what does the word woke have to deal with a tranny it doesn't make any sense uh, but it does with what i just explained days. to you okay uh, but that's not how it's used now. It's transitioned into an woke. Kind of means the awake to the systematic oppression that currently exists in modern society. That's exactly right? what it means. But that's but, not how it's being used. But it's it's used as well, an insult because somebody would say I'm woke because no, I. It's that this. It's the the claim is is um, that the systematic oppression doesn't exist. It only exists in the minds of people who can't cognate because they've been given participation tro- trophies their entire lives. We got Gob on the line in the UK, across the pond. It's uh, about 1 a.m., so good morning, Gob. What's on your mind tonight? Good morning. So just yeah, just before I say what I was going to say, just that, that conversation you were just having now, um, I mean, woke, as far as I'm aware, the word is kind of used sarcastically, like, you know, to say, like, well, you're woke. As in, like, if you say something totally ridiculous, that's kind of totally over the top in terms of, like, being kind of inclusive or tolerant or whatever, and if you call it woke, that's kind of sarcastic because you're saying well you're not just aware of of like racism or whatever but you're taking it to a ridiculous extent that's how i thought it's always used there was a professor from ucla that said that white people should have to work for free on june 19th that sounds pretty woke right he's taking it to a ridiculous place yeah yeah, and you would call him woke sarcastic because that's not he's not just woke as in he's not like awake and aware, he's just being kind of a, a, a and Ian, if you, Ian, if you didn't understand that that's what I meant, that that's exactly what I meant. It meant a thing at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Now people use it as an insult to say, like, oh yeah, you're so woke. you you think trans people should be able to blah blah blah, whatever. Mm-hmm. It but I'm what I'm explaining to you is it's this double faceted thing. When somebody would use it to describe themselves, probably not really anymore because it just like has a bad connotation now. Right. It's turned into In the same an way insult. that I wouldn't use the word anarchist uh, to describe myself because it oh, is boy. because people believe that it is a bomb throwing violent individual because that's the way it gets used in popular. I society. didn't say someone shouldn't, so I don't know why you think that's some kind of like an own. I was saying so somebody probably wouldn't. What do you mean? Someone shouldn't what? I wasn't saying no one should use the word woke to describe themselves. I was saying... I didn't say you said that. People probably wouldn't. Okay, yeah, I don't think they would either, in the same way that I wouldn't describe myself as an anarchist because of what people have done to the word. Anyway, Gob, go ahead. Yeah, so the other day um, you were discussing, like, conservatarians. I think it was like four, three, four, five days ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and like, you were discussing, like, where kind of where's the line between, like, an actual kind of conservatarian, so to speak, and just a conservative. My, my view on that is that basically a conservatarian uh, is basically Ron Paul, like someone with like libertarian views, but kind of slightly conservative like personal leanings. But I think if someone is more conservative than that and less libertarian than that, I think that's just a conservative. Like mm-hmm. in that episode, like Mark, I think you were saying that you like even support like Ron DeSantis and stuff, and I, I don't know if you describe these people as libertarian leading or something, but I just think they're like not wholesome people at all. I don't know why why they have any association to libertarianism. Right. So who's not wholesome people? Ron DeSantis or yeah, Ron DeSantis, and there were a couple of other names which I don't really recall, but like okay. these were like I don't know, like quite often you just seem to be like slightly kind of like 
um, on side with like these people, these like neocon kind of people. Well, I don't know that I take uh, neocons. I, I don't appreciate anything that has to do with war. Um, but what I would say is, is that, um, you know, I mean, I, I stayed in New Hampshire. I stayed in Florida. I like what Ron DeSantis did during COVID. I like the questions he asked of the United States federal government. Um, when, when Trump was saying, Hey, there's nothing I can do about Fauci. You know, um, DeSantis was hiring a guy who was asking questions. So uh, to me, what I like to see is a field that is, that gives us choice in the presidency. <laughs> I look, I, I just prefer to have options. Like, for instance, RFK. While Ian is using airtime to to smash RFK, I'll say RFK is quoted as saying, "I'll pardon Assange and Snowden." You know what? I would love to hear have a Democrat on the ballot that has said that. I'm not talking about what's going to happen in the general election. First, before the general election, there's going to be a primary election. And in that primary, I would like both parties to have better options than they currently do. Okay, well, DeSantis is a neoconservative warmonger. Uh, and I mean, to, to, just to sit here and act like that's not some, like that used to be an issue for you. That used to be like a, a, a I, I would say a key issue for you would be a candidate's position on war. And to say that you can just override that or it seems like this is what you're saying that you'll just ignore. I haven't done the research when it comes to these things, I'm not likely to even vote. I don't have a, as a resident then of the, the U.S. Guy? Marianas. If you, had, if you don't know anything about him, why what are you, you talking about pimp, pimp the guy? Like well, saying how great he was call, in, yeah, that's why God's in Florida. Calling in tonight you because, said you like him. Right. You keep talking like about it. him. Like he's I some certainly like living in Florida more than I like living in New Hampshire during COVID-19. And I know your views are not like neocon. Like I think it was just, well, I was listening to it today. I don't know when it was, was from, but the podcast and you guys were talking about the FBI and this like sting operation they did on some, some like disabled kind of terrorist guy. Mm -hmm. And your views on the FBI were totally like not neocon at all and very libertarian. But I just, it's, I just like, um, I mean, some of these. I mean, like, like you're saying that Ron DeSantis says good things about like COVID and stuff. But I mean, Trump made like almost everyone. Not I don't know about almost everyone, but he made loads of people believe that he was gonna like cut the allegiance with Saudi Arabia and all of that, and you know, drain the swamp and all of that stuff. And I mean, you you've got to know the politicians say stuff. Hey, Daily Digestion listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy, so I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. 86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. Major Payne, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Good evening. Yeah, I got a couple for you tonight. This one here just popped. Evidently, Mark Zuckerberg, not Mark Zuckerberg, yeah, Mark Zuckerberg, no, Elon Musk challenged Mark Zuckerberg to a cage fight, and he's evidently accepted. Are you serious? I saw that, but I didn't know anyone accepted. Yeah, yeah, evidently they've been having a Twitter battle from hell for I don't know how long, but yeah, the pimples finally popped. Wow. Wow, I'm I'm amazed. Yeah, I'd seen the challenge as well, but I did not know about the acceptance. 
Well, who knows if it's going to come to fruition or if it's just smoke to give them both a little more publicity. You know, that too could be a possibility. I Do mean, they need publicity? <laughs> yeah, they certainly are two of the most popular uh, individuals as far as uh, influence and running big websites. Uh, I've got to say, I think they, Elon Musk will uh, take that squirt down. They got well, hold on. Uh, Zuckerberg is a uh, martial artist. Oh, is he really? Yeah, I don't know about. I doubt Elon Musk is. I bet you're right about that. Okay, and in that case, then that changes uh, changes things. Well, they, they've all got their massive egos. They gotta get. <laughs> That's true. Another one I had for you. This is about a month old. I've been saving it for you. Connecticut, the uh, Department of Conservation or DNR or whatever they want to call themselves. I was calling the fish pigs. They have been using bears for cops. What does that mean? They got these steel collars on them, right, with cameras. It's illegal to feed the bears in Connecticut. So they're filming the bears coming into back people's backyards and uh, writing them tickets. Well, there's this one particular bear, Bear 019, I believe, and he caused all kinds of ruckus. He might have got the whole uh, the whole uh, department and project shut down because of the uh, all, of, all the stink it caused. They didn't want it to get out that they were using bears for cops, so they shut it down and put the kibosh to it real quick, I think. But yeah, the, the guilty bear was zero one nine, and he did what exactly? Well, he was go. The people were probably throwing food out in the back forty just to watch the bears, right? Uh-huh. It's illegal to see the bears, right? So they got you know the property and the camera and GPS tracking and all that crap on these collars. Mm-hmm. They just cross reference it, figured out where the bear was getting his grub, and pulled up and wrote him up. Damn, and these people walked back. I mean, it is dumb to feed bears. Yeah, not a good. Not plan. saying the government should. To, you know, take money from them. They're cute, though. I love bears. I don't understand people the bl- who the just want to kill cute. a bear. The, the brown bears are kind of scary. Well, they're all cute. It's just that if they could be tamed, they would be way cute. We, we were looking at bear stuff online, actually, just the other night, I think last night, and somebody posted an alleged photograph of a <laughs> shaved bear. It was terrifying. And it's really scary looking like that. It's like, not how I would expect it to look at all. It looks like a demon. Yeah, it removes all of the cuteness from, from the bear if you shave the bear. There was a picture in that, you know, the cryptozoology stuff where you're supposed to be like weird animals no one's ever seen. And yeah. That kind of thing. There was yeah. a raccoon with mange on one of these, um, which means that all of his hair fell out. And it was, you know, it was pretty scary pretty looking. Scary, I bet. Probably like a possum. Yeah, you're right. The picture of the bear with no hair is pretty ugly. <laughs> it's like a giant demon yeah. wandering around the forest instead right, of major. just like a little imp. With a beetle's haircut. Well, there was purportedly a pig. Huh? I don't know what that bear, that shaved bear looked like. But Bonnie, if you ever get between a she-bear and her cub, you won't think they're so damn cute. Porkfest got all of the pushback from the real libertarians who didn't want Maj coming there and actually, uh, you know threatening violence, and none of the clout that they thought would make it all worth it. I can't think of a better turnout, honestly. So I'm not anti-Porkfest, but no. when you do dumb things, I don't want it to see it work out for you. That's all. So I do well, want to... I'll, I'll say this. I support both RFK and Tulsi Gabbard being at Porkfest. I do not support Porkfest accepting Maj there with threats of violence. Agreed. Now. Right. I didn't have the conversation with him over the phone, Mm -hmm. so I can't make the final judgment. But one of the reasons I didn't go to Porkfest this year, and there are a variety of them, one of the reasons I didn't go was because I just don't want to be there when 
Maj and Arya begin having a verbal battle, and then something goes from there. I don't want to be in that space. Yeah, so uh, there was a uh, a lot of controversy over this. This was pre the RFK controversy. The big controversy was Maj Tour threatening people over a drag queen story hour. And by the way, I haven't heard, but apparently the Drag Queen Story Hour happened today. It was scheduled for today, which was supposed to be the day that Maj Tour was going to give his speech, one of his speeches. He was scheduled for multiple uh, different speeches over a a few days. And Maj did not attend today. The rumor uh, started going around last night that he had canceled. But I do want want to give a caveat to this discussion because according to someone calling themselves Barbara Williams on Twitter, act like Barbara. She posts to one of the threads about this, and she is claiming that Maj Tour was, quote, accosted by cops in Philly Tuesday night around 9 p.m. Eastern while filming a live interview with Tom Woods. No one has heard from him since. Whoa. So it is possible that Maj Tour actually was arrested And didn't flake for the third time? I've heard a third time. I know for a fact he did not go the one year that um, he was invited to go, and I can tell you a little bit more about that. But uh, So it is possible. This has not been confirmed. That is just what this woman is saying. Uh, the claim is that, uh, th- and this has not been addressed from what I can tell by Tom Woods. I, I looked at least earlier today. I have not checked in the last few hours. But on his profile, Tom Woods didn't say anything about, oh, my God, what's going on with my friend Maj? You know, he was uh, accosted by police. This is just what this one lady's saying. Hmm. But Maj's posts on Tuesday do back up at least her claim. He uh, He was making a ton of posts on social media on Tuesday, all doing, like, fundraising stuff. And then all of a sudden, it you know he just posts. The last post was like seven thirty, and no she's post saying, on Wednesday. Nothing on Wednesday. Nothing today. Wow. So he didn't ever say he wasn't going to go. He didn't say he was sorry or anything like that. It just has not been addressed. There has been no public post at all from Maj since Tuesday night. And uh, is there a video of this, or is there just well, you that's know the audio claim. like, oh, there's cops here. I'm so surprised. What are these cops? Here? And then he has a perfect excuse and a for not going. yeah uh, that's the other thing is like there's not any real way to verify this at this time the woman when pressed for that that further information that you're asking about uh bonnie she said something or it was her or somebody else who claimed that tom is going to hold the video until maj gives him um gives him permission to put it out it's like that's weird i i mean i can't i can't say i know tom woods well enough to to make a statement about whether that's valid or not. But, you know, the way that we operate up here is if there's police harassing somebody on video, you get that video out as soon as possible. If somebody gets arrested by the police, you get the information out as soon as possible. You say, Maj is being held at the Philadelphia blah, blah, blah precinct. Here's the phone number. Call up. Make sure he's okay. That kind of thing, right? Like, that's what happens within at least our community if somebody gets arrested is the word gets out. And the word has not gotten out at least about this. So, yeah, is this just an elaborate plot by Maj to avoid responsibility for oh my God. going to the well, Porcupine Freedom Festival? If or he did wants he really to keep the money and he doesn't want to get sued... Maybe it's mm. is in, a, in an elaborate plot, I and mean, we had somebody call the cops on him. All right, so well, I, he has two strikes, so he probably wouldn't do that. You make up your own mind on this, but I'm going to give you a little more information. 
with which you can do what you want. Okay, I am not ready to jump to any conclusions about what happened to Maj Tour this week, but Me we either. do know he's not at Porkfest, and he was supposed to be. That much we know. Why that is, we don't yet. But according to the organizers of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, Roger Paxton, a longtime supporter here on Free Talk Live, organized a handful, maybe like three different Porcupine Freedom Festivals, was the key uh, guy in getting me back at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It was Roger's work that brought me back. So thank you, Roger, uh, for putting in that time and effort. I know it was costly to you, and I appreciate it. Uh, But this is what he had to say because during one of the years that they were organizing Porkfest, they invited Maj Tour to speak. And I had, I remembered this, and I remembered hearing that there was, like, some money involved, but I didn't know all the details. And so before I went off and, like, speculated, I wanted to contact Roger and find out what happened that year. So here, here's what he had to say. He waited, he being Maj. Maj waited until we were already at Porkfest to tell us that he had not booked his travel yet. And that if we wanted him to show up, we had to PayPal money for him to book his ticket. He told me it was going to be some outrageous amount, so I searched flights and found some for five hundred dollars. Told him that I'd go ahead and book him since, uh, or book for him since he didn't want to get reimbursed, even though that was the deal from the beginning. So he was breaking the deal. Mm. He said we could send him cash, or he was was not coming. I refused to send him cash. If he asked for an amount that was reasonably close to what the tickets were currently going for, I might not have been so alarmed, but it felt scammy as F. Wow, it it sounds like he was asking for Google Play gift cards. (laughs) Mark, you were telling us about the uh, voters in the United States are already looking at their potential candidates and they're less than pleased with the alleged front runners. Which is, by the way, why one of the reasons why I said earlier that I think it's presumptive to say that you already know who's going to win the primary. And while it's likely going to be Biden well, on the Democrat side, because it's almost always well, a shoe in. How can you possibly say? <laughs> I, don't, I don't claim to know who's going to win the Republican primary, Ian. I wouldn't tell you that. Well, you made it sound like it was going to be one of two guys. And okay. I, I think he said likely, and I think he's right. Mark is right. Yeah, I think it's too early. I think it's too early to say. Okay, if it was someone else, it would just be wow, that was an unlikely change. Not saying it's impossible. Ian, we went through this the last time with Daryl Perry when he was running for president. It's like you couldn't listen to anyone say the name of any other candidate than Daryl Perry. And God, I wish he would have won, but he didn't. And I talking about Daryl Perry wasn't in the Republican primary. He was running for president, and I was on air. He was a write-in candidate for the Libertarians. I know. And it was that unlikely. But you would still mention him every time anybody talked about the presidential race. Well, yeah, he was our co-host, and he was running for president. Why why shouldn't we? But I I didn't say Daryl Perry was going to win the election or anything like that. I didn't make any predictions like that. But, Mark, I will say that Ian has a good point. Are you making a prediction now? No, I'm definitely not making a prediction now, but you sounded like you were making a prediction now. And every time the primary happens, there's always these quote unquote front runners. And a lot of the time they don't end up winning. Like Jeb Bush was like this big deal at one point and then he just went nowhere. That one election was a 2016 was really just weird as it could possibly be. There's no doubt. But I'll go ahead and make a prediction. It happens every time. Uh, That prediction is that either 
Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis will get the Republican nomination. Yeah. And, it's, um, and I'm telling president. you, it's too early to say they're, they don't okay, have everybody. In I the hope race you're yet. right. There could be somebody else who gets in the race at this point and just blows the lid off these uh, these other candidates. It won't be organic if it does. It'll be a pre-chosen person. And now it's your time to enter Maybe. act three. It's could your be. turn to enter. And then you yeah. win. Yeah. No, but anyways, Mark, I really do think that Mark or Ian has a good point in the fact that you're on you're not just a guy talking. You're on a nationally syndicated radio station. So whenever you talk about how great DeSantis is, even if you're like, Oh, I don't want him to win and then oh I don't really like neocons, that's probably why Gob called in to ask you about it. It's not just a guy talking, it's a guy talking on a nationally syndicated radio, like giving DeSantis some praise, some airtime, and I just I think it's in I don't know. I just think maybe you don't have to say Aaron Day should win every single time and have no opinions on Ron DeSantis. But it seems to me almost like you're, you know, you know that your words are going to influence someone. Sounds like you want people to think well of Ron DeSantis. And I don't really get that. Well, um, I'm comparing him to Donald Trump in my mind. And I'm just sick of the trash crooked is trash. <laughs> What's that? Trash is trash. He called you yeah, trash. Indeed. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I'm looking at the timeline of the 2016 election. Um, we are currently in 2023, which means that New Hampshire could potentially have its primary as early as December. It'll probably be in January, but it has gone as early as December, which means that we're uh, six months away, even less, to the uh the first primary and then of course um iowa's before that it says june 16 this is 2020 2015 business magnet donald trump of new york officially declared his candidacy for presidential nomination um jill stein i mean the the players were coming in at this time in the most volatile election of our lifetimes um, wait, wait. So you're saying Trump didn't r- announce he was running until June of 2016 or he didn't announce that he was the Republican candidate until June? Uh, right. He didn't announce that he was running, officially declared his candidacy for the presidential nomination of the Republican Party at that time on June 16. We have the news about OMG, which is the o- O'Keefe Media Group. Uh, that is what James O'Keefe founded, the former CEO of Project Veritas. Now, Project Veritas and him broke up a few months back, several months ago, I think, at this point. And O'Keefe, uh, of course— Was it a dirty breakup? It sounded kind of ugly. Yeah, yeah. They were like, yeah, this man is terrible. He comes into the office and demands things, and he's a terrible work with him. He's a diva, just stuff like that. Yeah, there were mm. allegations that he was uh, misspending company money and yeah. stuff like that. He he only oh, drives good. black SUVs around, something like that, and everybody was like, "What does it matter what color the SUV is?" But um, yeah, if, you well, if fired, you're re- if you're using uh, company money to rent black SUVs to do your thing, then that's a little much. I mean, I look. Uh, I, I know what it's like to work with people that are unpleasant to work with and um, not you, Ian, really not you. And, uh, you know, Hey, eh, you know, if, if they want to break up with him, they feel like it's worth it. I think project Veritas was always synonymous with O'Keefe. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I wonder what their plans are, but, Good luck to them. Right. I haven't even heard anything about them. I haven't no, heard they're about. They're still out there. They I, need I, a new CEO. It was always that way, I'm sure they are like, 
doing things without him. I'm, I'm just saying the fact that I haven't even, yeah. I don't it's think not even on my any radar bombshells anymore. Or anything like that in, in the time it being. It was always a year and a half between things that you heard from them anyway, because it's like, oh, then they start digging on the next story. Maybe we can get Planned Parenthood to say mm-hmm. something. Maybe we can get NPR to drop a bomb, you know, and then, and then suddenly they come out with something that, you know, they could say Project Veritas said anything and I'd believe it, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and, and so they just announced a new CEO, and they're still doing stuff, but yeah, they haven't had a real bombshell like this one uh, that we're about to share with you here from uh, James O'Keefe's group, which is now, again, O'Keefe Media Group, OMG. Uh, he put out a really flashy promo piece for this that uh, got Bonnie's attention because, interestingly, they booked a trans girl named Pariah Pariah the doll Pariah the doll and, you know this skinny brunette uh, trans girl and you say that the other woman may be trans as well but No, I, I never said that. I told you oh, I don't okay. know anything about the other person. Okay. There's I two thought models. you suspected she was trans. I don't didn't even say that. I don't but don't even look at her in the video because Pariah's in the video. I see. Pariah I see. is a successful model from New York City, but not like that big of a name. It's just like somebody that the the all right uh, trolls in the chat room talk about her because she says like wild things on Twitter. So I followed her and I started really liking her and went all of a sudden O'Keefe comes out with this crazy video where he's popping champagne bottles and blowing champagne all over the place and after the song, rolling up in a Lamborghini yeah. or something and throwing money all around it's and Pariah sitting next to him I'm Pry only had like 9,000 followers on Twitter when this happened. It's not like she's a superstar. I was right. just like, what? This is so crazy. And she's like prominently featured in it. She's sitting in the passenger seat when the Lambo door opens, smoking a cigar. Yeah. And I just was like, what is going on? It's like, funny did because they... he's sort of this conservative icon. Right. And here he is palling around with uh, a tranny. It's really funny. It's pretty funny. So you got to give him credit for you know being willing well, to kind of skewer his own image uh, like that. <laughs> So I have been uh, some places with Aria. I do feel somewhat self-conscious. Um, mm-hmm. Either people think, well, that poor guy and his daughter or <laughs> um, and his weird daughter. Or Is they he think, dating her? Look at that, look at that pervert. <laughs> um, they think one of those two things, right. I suspect. Oh um, having gone out uh, publicly many times with, with Aria, I'm, you know, I'm self-conscious about it. But I always say to myself, you know what? Uh, this person's good enough to work with. She's good enough to go out in public with and, you know, grab a bite to eat before work or yeah, whatever the situation what think. Uh, Ian doesn't care at all what people think. Like, Yes, he certainly doesn't. To the, Sorry, I'm, I've got a Pariah the Doll video on here and the music oh, just, uh, <laughs> it, just turned up. Yeah, and it was to the song. Yes, but that's why Ian's going to prison. Somehow they are able to target these executives at these companies and get them to go on a date with these girls. Now, I think you might have, maybe it was you or somebody said one night that one of these apps has like some sort of, um, you can only look for people within a certain mile radius or whatever. And that's somehow maybe a way that they, if they know where this person's working, right? Like they know where the person works. You could like go to the coffee shop nearby and make that radius as small as possible and see if, if that person potentially that you're looking for would show up, I, but still, how would you know? Well, who Well, maybe target? they're not looking for a specific person. Maybe they just went to the area where this guy would work mm-hmm. and then they went on Tinder or whatever. And everybody that pops up, they looked up their names, found them oh, on LinkedIn yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that could be. Cause if you're, if you make the area real small and you just hang out near, in this case, Black Rock, wherever yeah. their headquarters is, 
And then you just see, all right, well, what names are going to come up on this dating app? Because like, odds it are can good. Be linked, they work there. It can be linked to the person's Instagram. The Instagram can then mm-hmm. tell them the last name. And from there, they can find their LinkedIn. So if you know what you're doing, you might be able to figure this out. It's always been a question for me. It's like, what's the process? How do they end up getting this person on a date well, with one of their undercovers? I'm still curious about the cameras, though, because, like, yes, I know it would just be a very small camera, mm-hmm. but... At the point you've been on like four dates with this person and you literally say the words, wow, you seem like an undercover reporter or something because average happens, yeah. people aren't as interested in what I'm telling you as what you are. And you like how many you dates have you been on that you closer. haven't like even not just that, but you haven't even like felt them like touch them. I don't know. Mm. Like at all. In, like, do they have a giant battery pack, too? Or I don't know. That's, that's, a, what that's a good question. Yeah, because I, I haven't even put their hands around your waist and yeah, been like, what's years, this? Years ago, we we experimented with some undercover cameras here in Keene. Now, this is probably like a decade ago, so maybe they're better now. But. Like you could get like a pen camera where you had a pen in a pocket and it's got a camera on it. It looks like a pen. Uh, hmm. It looks like a big pen. But so it, it doesn't is. need like a big old battery supply Well, that's or the problem is like it wouldn't last for probably more than an hour or two. Oh. So, I mean, if this date was going on for some time, then they wouldn't be able to capture the whole thing. Plus, but- just how do you do it all together? It's just crazy to me that you can go on multiple dates with a person and hide that you're secretly like, I don't know... A, a reporter against them I, I can't even imagine like they what do you say when they're like do you want to come to my house what i mean like obviously you can make up excuses for it but for how long until they start to get well, you only suspicious. need to get on a, go on a few dates and then you get the the dirt and then uh and then james o'keefe shows up and and confronts you and by the way that video just came out tonight of the confrontation but we're going to play some of this audio here for you to give you uh you know a scoop into this black rock now, for listeners that don't know, BlackRock, uh, Mark, you may have heard of these people. They, uh, they're a very big like investment corporation. They, yep. they have trillions of dollars essentially invested, and I think they touch on it here in the video. Here's- One wonders why they would come up with the name BlackRock, considering it was such, it's such a tarnished brand after uh, the defense contractor changed its name to Z from BlackRock. They were called BlackRock before? Weren't they? No. No, it was something else. What? Uh, you'd have to look that one up, but it was—I'm pretty sure it was—it was something else. But I get what you're saying. I think it had a similar sound to it. Um, you'll have to check that out. Anyway, let's go to the. Uh, I'm doing the story. that now. Yeah. yeah. So here's what happened. Uh, they get this guy from uh, BlackRock. He's a recruiter. Here you go. They—they they don't want people to talk about them. They don't want to be anywhere on the radar. Why not? I don't know, but I suspect it's probably because it's easier to do things when people aren't thinking about it. Here's Serge Varley on how good war is for BlackRock's business. Do you have any um, thoughts on the Ukraine-Russia war? Yeah, I mean, I, I do have thoughts. What are, what are they? Ukraine is good for business. You know, right? I'll give an example. Russia, Russia blows up Ukraine's grain silos. Price of wheat's gonna go mad up. The Ukrainian economy is tied very largely to the wheat market, global wheat market. Prices of bread, of, you know, it, literally everything is it goes up and down. This is fantastic if you're trading. Volatility creates opportunity to make profit. War is real f-ing good for, for business. It's exciting when shit goes wrong, right? Rock manages. It's exciting when people die, right? Because mm. it makes me money. Yeah. 
That's a psychopath. This is the average. Yeah, right. This is the uh, only if you're perpetuating it. Like the reality is, is that um, nations are going to war. And the reality is, is that some prices on some commodities will go up as a result and some will go down. I mean, I. Well, and you no think reason... that's exciting, Mark? Is there, that what you're saying? No, he, see, he it's said exciting only... to make money. Yeah, he, that is what he's saying. It's human that. suffering. It's messed up. Well, look, if you know that humans are How do I sound suffer... like a, a grifter to these callers? How do I sound like a slime bag? How could that guy from mm. Florida co- possibly mm-hmm. have called and... Well, I don't remember the word he People used. People are going to blow each other up. And, uh, you know, I don't know what to do about that. Other than if I see that for whatever reason the price of oil is going to go up because I'm predict because the United States blows up, uh, you know, the, an underground gas pipeline, well then... Maybe now's the time to get in. Does it really make a difference if you know something's going to happen? Does it make a difference if you make money on it? Uh, I see what you're saying there, Mark, but these people are influencers. These people are working with governments. These people are buying government agencies, buying government uh, individuals. And- yeah, like these are the people that will tell a, a, um, a government person what stance to take like take the stance that we're going to keep giving money to ukraine you got to do it because otherwise uh russia's not going to blow up the grain silo and we aren't going to make the money yeah what you're talking about that's evil yeah what you're talking about is different from saying all right well you know let's profit off the backs of dead people and celebrating that versus just saying okay i think the oil price is going to go up because the thing got exploded right i think that there's a difference between um advocating for war and advocating for the deaths of innocents and just realizing when a thing happens that it's going to have effects within the marketplace and reacting to those effects. What do you think this guy's doing? I think that guy's a, a evil individual who's perpetuating war. Got it. All right, let's continue. 20 trillion. It's incomprehensible numbers. BlackRock. He, he said BlackRock manages 20 trillion, by the way. That's what he was saying. Serge Varley says all of this is above a normal person's understanding you're like a undercover reporter i don't know no, no, no people don't give a this is this is beyond them by the way thanks to omg the for censoring like this for us yeah a concept it's, it's, it's so interesting hang on let me play that one back 20 trillion it's incomprehensible numbers blackrock serge varley says all of this is above a normal person's understanding like Isn't it though? Undercover reporter. I don't know. No, no, no people don't give a shit. This is this is beyond them. Well, I don't know if it's beyond their comprehension, no. but it's beyond their care. Yeah, that, the, I would the vast agree. majority of people do not care, and I mean these are the same people that can't find the United States on a world map. <laughs> Here's the clip I wanted to play back. Here's what he says: this thing of like domination from a concept. This shit is so interesting. The whole thing of domination as a concept is so effing interesting, he says. So, yeah, you talk about well, psychopaths. Well, because he's a pervert. Yeah, you, yeah, I think psychopath is the right word here. Well, I don't think he meant, uh, like, sexually. I think- he's on a date. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live, and more, all for free at Free Talk Live dot com.